Stand up in the fear of God and listen to the Holy Gospel, a chapter from the Holy Gospel. According to St. Luke, may his blessing be Solomon, a son of our teacher David, the prophet and king. May his blessing be Solomon, hear, O daughter, and see, and incline your ear for God. Forget also your people and your father's house, because the king has desired your beauty, for he is your Lord. He comes in the name of the Lord, the Lord, Savior of us all, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, glory be to forever and ever. Amen. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Hail to you, o full of grace. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. And considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I don't know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and it is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit one God. Amen. Today as we heard from the Sanctuarium and we heard also the Gospel the Church is celebrating many feasts in fact in one day. First of all today is the 29th of Brahmat which is the day of the Feast of Annunciation. That's why all the readings about the Annunciation today. And as we heard in the Sanctuarium 29th of Brahmat today is also the chronological date of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And also we heard in Sanctuarium that the Lord was born in the 29th of Kiyahk. That's why every 29th of the Coptic month we celebrate the three great feasts. The Annunciation and the resurrection and the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as you have seen also, we didn't read today the Samaritan Gospel, or the fourth Sunday of the Lent, but we replaced them because it's the major feast of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, 
Before we start, let me show you this promise. The Lord was pointing in the Old Testament to a certain time. Something will happen and will change the whole history of human being. In Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 20 and 21, the Redeemer will come to Zion. If till today, for me it's just news, not personal good news yet. The Lord is trying to tell us today, it's a good opportunity while we are fasting and repenting and getting out of captivity, as we spoke from the beginning of the land, that to see that we are waiting and He is here now, this Redeemer. The Redeemer will come to Zion and to those who turn from transgression in Jacob, says the Lord. As for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with them. Again, the covenant was a promise and it has been fulfilled. Today, as we heard in the Nexarium, it is the first among all the major feasts. Because from this date, the humanity started to rejoice for the salvation is going to be completed. My spirit was upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants' descendants, says the Lord, for this time and forevermore. Even the promise is not only for you your descendants and your descendants descendants. So when we accept this good news to be personal then it will be conveyed to generations, from generation to generation. Saint Sanctus is trying to tell us again, this mystery has been done through the incarnation. Of course, we heard the good news, God is going to be a man. He will take flesh. By taking our nature and offering it in sacrifice, the word, word was to destroy it completely and then invest it with his own nature. He's telling us what we have in, in, in our nature was corruptible. But when we have received the Son of Man on, on the flesh, he abolished and destroyed this nature and invested in us his new nature. And so prompts the apostle to say, this corruptible body must put on incorruption, this mortal body must be put on, on immortality. This is our joy today that this has been done through the incarnation of the Word of God. If you just go through the readings of today to see how such good news is yours and mine today. The first reading we had this morning, we had this gospel in the morning or the, the matin, was from Luke chapter 11. First verse we read today is verse 20. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. It's like now the Redeemer has come. We call this casting out demons is the miracle of the New Testament, never heard in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament now, the, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. And again it's an invitation. Come and enjoy it. And as I said, it's a great opportunity that we have this feast always within the great land to see that it's a time for repentance to enjoy the fullness of the coming of the kingdom of God. But in the epistle of St. Paul to Romans chapter 3, he was draw, trying to draw a line. And this line you can make it yourself whenever you want. It has been done, but still ineffective in some of our lives but it's your decision to decide when it will be yours he says but now now was 2000 years ago it's today it is whenever you decide to draw this line between past and future 
But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. He was trying to say, what we were waiting for thousands of years has been fulfilled. But now, now Paul after he knew it, Paul after he saw this righteousness of God. And then even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. And then what was the status for every one of us before but now? He was saying, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But now, there's something different. So, in the Feast of Annunciation, the Church is telling you and me, where, did, where do you stand today? Are you still falling short of the glory of God? Or you have made this decision and you drawn this line and said, but now, the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed to me. The Annunciation becomes my good news. It's the good news of the whole world, but now I can personalize it. It is my own personal good news. Then St. John was telling us why this good news, how, how good it is. We heard today John, 1 John chapter 1. We telling us we were dead. This revelation showed us something totally different. And he was telling us, I am an eyewitness. This which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life. It's not the written word, it is the incarnated word. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness. This is the good news, that life is manifested and is now offered to everyone of us. We were dead and now we are alive in Christ. And then the verse that we shared many times, verse 3. That which we have seen and heard and we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. The good news or the annunciation is now man has a place in fellowship with the Trinity. And now the Trinity accepted to dwell in you. I will come with the Father and make house home in Him and you become the temples of the Holy Spirit. So the good news is beyond our imagination. But starts with, but now. If you are able to take the decision to say, but now, then you can enjoy the manifestation of the new life and also the fellowship with the Holy Trinity. The book of Acts today was telling us there is a prophecy fulfilled. He's telling us the story about Moses. And when forty years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. When Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight. That this good news was not just one off. God becomes man, it was foretold. We saw this burning bush and it wasn't consumed. Why? Because it was telling us divinity is going to be in the womb of Virgin Mary and he will take fresh and he will not going to be consumed by this divinity. So first of all was a promise and this promise telling us that the kingdom of God surely has come upon you and then St. Paul told us draw the line but now St. John told us more, it is an opportunity to see life manifested and you are a partaker of the divine nature and in a fellowship with the Trinity and now to reassure us <coughs> that the prophecy has been fulfilled. <coughs> Finally, the Gospel was telling us, Virgin Mary showed us how to draw the line, to say, but now. 
what we have seen in the reading today in the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 1 from 26 he was telling us God is offering a favor a grace to everyone equally but it depends on your response are you going to obey it or you follow your own desires once more are you as we spoke last week we spoke about deparentification when we choose disobedience to the church to our biological fathers and mothers to even to deparentify ourselves from everyone I am the God of myself I'm worshiping myself and following my own desire so in verse 30 and 38 we heard then the angel said to her do not be afraid Mary for you have found favor with God you have found grace God is bestowing something upon you then Mary said in the end in verse 38 behold the maid servant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word what is my decision this morning to say but now are you able to see the grace offered, this good news and annunciation is for you personally and you accept to say with St. Paul, but now the righteousness of God has been revealed to me. Or you are still living in your old prison and you feel that you are right because you are not going to change. Because you are brought up this way. The Lord is telling us the newness of life is a sign of a living person. This deadness or this Non-changeable life is a sign of a dead people. But now, the righteousness of God has been revealed. St. Henry of Batier was saying, This is why we are all one. Why? This is what we integrate, how we integrate with Christ in the Eucharist. How we personalize this annunciation. Because the Father is in Christ. And Christ is in us. He is in us through His flesh, the Eucharist. And we are in Him. With Him we form a unity which is in God. Again, in Him we form a unity which is in God. That's why the liturgy will start in a few minutes. The anaphora starts with the holy kiss. I'm saying I'm in unity with the head of the body, Christ, and every single member in the church, living or dead, in this country or everywhere in the world. So we repent for our unforgiveness. We repent for our hatred. We repent for every single thing that's breaking our unity because with Him we form a unity which is in God. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen. Uh...